Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Now and Then with Brad and Isaiah. Bonus episode, it's just Isaiah. Hello. <laughs> um, so I wanted to come hit you guys up with a little bonus. I know it's been a little bit since I've uh, done one, maybe like a week or so. But, you know, I get busy. And sometimes I look at the news and I'm like, eh, you know, we'll just see the one set. You know, I got I got things to do. But uh, today I had some time, and there is a lot of news. I figured we'd get into some. Um, the Department of Justice files for an immediate injunction into the halt um, enforcement of the Texas abortion law. So just another layer getting added on here. Um, pretty much the U.S. Department of Justice is getting involved and saying, hey, what you guys are doing with the SB8 is just not like... It's not constitutional. It's it's literally against the law. Oh, excuse me. Mm, 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 mm. Sorry about that. Um, but the um, the state of Texas adopted SB eight to prevent women from exercising their constitutional rights. The Department of Justice says in their motion, uh, this attempt to shield and plainly uh, this attempt to shield a plainly unconstitutional law from review cannot stand. The United States seeks to seeks a temporary restraining order of a preliminary injunction enjoining the enforcement of SB eight. So essentially, they're going to try to get involved and just stop this before it really gets off the ground. Um, which to me is great. I'm happy to hear that. Um, you know that like there's a strong reaction, not just from us, the people on the ground, the you know the people affected, but also from up top. You know, so hopefully, you know, we'll see more. I know a judge is going to rule on that, um, hopefully soon, but it's an emergency request. So, you know, I imagine we'll get more details on that. Um, also, this was kind of something I, I don't want to say it surprises me. Like, you know, I know I have more liberal leanings, but, you know, just because you have a liberal president, quote unquote, a Democrat in office, it doesn't mean that their administration is going to do everything you want them to do. In fact, they're going to do a lot of stupid fucky shit. Um, but um, they are now moving to expel Haitian migrants um, from the Texas border. Uh, this is kind of something that kind of popped up on me on my news feed, uh, I want to say today. Um, but it's just been this big, elaborate plan. And I mean, they're trying to be as kind of on the hush about it as possible, just kind of trying to do it, get the deed done. But I guess this has kind of been an on an ongoing thing. Like, well, why like why Haitians in you know Mexico? Well, it's like from refugees and things of that moving across the way from um, the earthquake in 2010, and just kind of been you know, I guess you can say like amassing just like throughout that area. Um, and now you know the U.S. is now making moves to change that and get people loaded and they're trying to be like oh well, we're making sure everyone's vaccinated and all that shit but i mean it still is what it is it's still a push to try to halt you know immigration and um you know and they're gonna say illegal immigration but it's just like these are people with nowhere to go and their best shot is to get as close to the u.s as possible and yeah maybe potentially make the trip to try to go um but um you know it, it just goes to show that it doesn't matter whether or not it's Trump talking about a wall or it's Biden saying, hey, we're going to do cyber, whatever, bullshit. It all comes down to the same kind of shit where, 
you know, we only want, quote unquote, so many people here. You know, we only want them to come through a certain kind of way and that's it. And, you know, you know, I get it. We should definitely have legal channels and people should take those legal channels. But that doesn't mean that you should have these stringent, rigid, like rigid ways to get into America and that's it. And if not, then you just can't come in. Like, I think that definitely shows more of an error in those policies and we should have more reform. But that's kind of more of my opinion on a thing that's happening, I guess. Um, but if more pops up, you know, I definitely want to keep talking about it. Um, there's a lot of numbers and details, but I'm going to be honest with you guys, I'm tired and it's hot in my room. And, you know, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't really eat, guys. I know. Food Corner is going to be not great next, uh, what was the next episode? But, um, you know, maybe maybe tonight will wow you. Wow, wow me so I can wow you guys. <laughs> Um, but some more news. Some more news. Um, the U.S. admits the uh, Kabul strike killed six or killed ten civilians and not Islamic State militants. So this was us coming up and saying, like, "Oops, um, sorry, we killed people that didn't need to die um, because we were upset that thirteen people from RN died, and we were really mad." Um, I mean, it, it was a little bit of backtracking without literally even apologizing, which I think is the shittiest part. Um, but uh, let's see, we've got some quotes here. Um, I am now convinced that as many as 10 civilians, including up to seven children, were tragically killed in that strike. Uh, McKenzie, who um, is the commander of the U.S. Uh, Central Command. Uh, yeah, he's a general. Big guy. Kenneth McKenzie. Um, so he was kind of the guy who got up in front of it and said, hey, we made a mistake. Um, you know, he does offer condolences. But in kind of a story that I have running parallel to this, none of the family has been contacted and there's been no apologies issued. And really, I think a big reason that they're they're operating under this way and making a public apology, but not actually going to the people who effect, were affected directly is they don't want to actually have to pay up because that's usually the next thing that happens. I mean, obviously money doesn't bring back lives, but these people's lives were drastically affected. And I thought another twist in this whole situation is those people involved, the family of the people who were drone striked and had 10, like their whole, the whole house was obliterated. Like footage of this shit was really gnarly. And also I guess some details too, I'm guessing a little bit sidetracked, but, um, they were doing surveillance and like we were, we were trying to find ISIS K top members and we're like, okay, well this guy's affiliated and we know this guy. So we'll get this whole group right here. And so they just did a strike and killed 10 people. And they're like, yeah, that was, they were definitely affiliated. We definitely needed to hit them. And it turns out we didn't. And they, you know, said it was quote unquote, a, not a rush strike. Um, but you know, you obviously didn't do enough research. You obviously didn't do enough surveillance and you were a little bit too gun ho because of the situation and the timing, I think. But, um, you know, I would like to see us give up money. I really would. I think that makes the least, that's the least you could do. But I mean, you also know that it's one of those things where we didn't just do this here and we won't just stop here. Like we're going to keep doing this. This is how we plan on handling the Afghanistan situation, I think is with drone strikes. Also, it's how we've been handling things in Syria, Iran, like all over. It's wherever we can't actually put boots on the ground or don't want to, we will have a, a robot drone in the sky, you know, with a camera and a missile attached or whatever, you know. Um, I think it's just kind of the future of this Cold War that we're in. 
Um, so that's well, that's a little bit more of a Middle Eastern coverage for you, a little Taliban. I don't want to say Taliban, Afghanistan action. Um, and this is one that's a little bit more complicated for me to talk about because I feel like trying to cover live news that involves like true crime, missing people. It's kind of tricky. Like, it's not exactly super easy to do. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, granted, what I'm doing, I'm just chilling, talking, whatever. But, you know, it's kind of hard to cover something that's ongoing. And, you know, like, I know that the, when I'm done doing this, it's probably going to be more. But um, essentially, this is something I kind of picked up is, is uh, the Gabby Petito case. Um, but currently, right now, um, police are searching for brian lond Londrier. i know i should know how to say their names i was seeing the videos and stuff but it'd be happening i'd be spacing out sorry um uh, mm, monster not sponsored um but pretty much the situation is um from what i'm gathering it starts from like this video there was a domestic um situation that the police have on body camera and pretty much it's this guy and his girlfriend um, had an altercation and they're both explaining it and the stories are kind of syncing up and it's pretty much, hey, like, da-da-da-da-da, something's happening, she's upset. Um, apparently, some like, she got physical with him because he was going to leave, I believe. And um, that's when, you know, people called the cops or whatever with the screaming and everything. And they were separated. They were told to go their separate ways. But this was the last time that she was seen. And September 1st, um, Brian came, comes back from a camping trip and he was alone. And his girlfriend wasn't there, um, Gabby. And so now there's a search going on for her. Um, they're also looking for Brian because he is a person of interest. Um, they went to um, his house and, you know, to try to find him. And he wasn't there. The family was. Um, and I believe around that time, I, I'm not sure if the family actually issued, I know I should, uh, like I said, there's, there's just so much going on and it just, just happened this week, but, um, there's just a lot going on. They're looking for him. I believe he might be in, um, the Florida wildlife preserve. Cause apparently it's like an area that he's kind of familiar with. Um, but, um, we still don't know where Gabby is, um, you know they are still looking um other than the missing report filed by um you know obviously gabby's family um there hasn't been much there so i mean it's not looking great but hopefully they do find her um like i said we'll keep you posted because i'm i'm interested in it so it's definitely something might be just something to kind of cover on the newsstand episodes these little bonuses but um, I wanted to put that out there. And um, if you guys know or hear anything, let me know. We can bounce each other out a little feedback, you know. Um, but last but not least, I wanted to cover the uh, little bit of coverage I got on this J6 uh, rally bullshit. Um, hundreds rally in support of the Capitol riot suspects amid heightened police protest or heightened police, <laughs> heightened police presence. Excuse me. I'm tripping. Um well, let me let me get my smoke in. This is the last one. I gotta I gotta be high for this, right? Um,
Ooh-wee. Um, so pretty much I talked about this a little bit before. Um, but the 18th, they're planning a big thing, gonna be a big move. Um, turns out about like what 400 people showed up. It was yeah, 400 and 450 people uh showed up. Um, there was more television crew, more law enforcement in attendance than actual like protesters. Um, and then within that group of protesters, there was kind of protesters, and that's kind of where any of the action really happened. There's been like a little bit of like misdemeanor arrest, a little bit of like you know, scuffles, but nothing too crazy. Um, I mean, I guess their their goal, you know, Matt Brainerd's goal was to like really just draw awareness to the people who, you know, were wrongly persecuted and arrested in the events of January 6th. But, um, you know, those cases are still going on. Um, still dealing with that. And that's still going to keep happening. Um, and so far, it hasn't been too much of a thing. Uh, I was thinking about waiting for till tomorrow to like cover this to like let it all fully unfold but i'm like i i doubt there's gonna be a part two for this um i mean maybe they're gonna try to do more events uh i don't know that would be fun to i guess this is like a j6 jerk off or something i don't i don't i don't know uh but we'll keep you posted if it pops up um that's about it for me though guys i just wanted to like run through those real quick you know keep you abreast keep you updated um you know, go find us on the socials. We got a Patreon if you want to tip us. Uh, now and then podcasting at patreon.com, something like that. Um, there's now Brad and now underscore Brad, Facebook, Twitter, respectively. Um, we got an Instagram, now and then podcast. Um, or now and then with Brad and that. You know, it's it's something. I'm high, guys. You, you heard me do it. You, you know I'm in space right now. Um, but you guys, uh, have a great weekend. If we don't hear, if you don't hear us soon, cause I got another episode obviously coming soon. Um, but you know, be well, love ya. Um, have a great one. Mwah. Hi. Hello. I uh, just wanted to do a quick, uh, update edit, um, on the Kabul air, Kabul, Kabul, sorry, Kabul airstrike. Um, I had said in this podcast episode that it was like it blew up the whole house. Um, I went and I looked and checked again and found out, oh, okay, no, it was, um, it wound up hitting the Toyota Corolla and um, his family was outside, like his kids and things of that nature. So I just kind of wanted to add that quick edit, uh, real quick redaction, whatever you want to call it. Um, And yeah, you guys have a good one. Bye.